Cynics on Disney Podcast contains adult language. Listener discretion is advised. This is the Cynics on Disney Podcast, presented by Nightclub33.com. Welcome into this week's episode of the Cynics on Disney Podcast. I am your host, Bobby, a.k.a. the Disney Cynic. And this week, replacing the lovely and wonderful Amanda, whom I am wishing a speedy recovery from 10 feet away, because she has... Well, she got that Rona. Um, <laughs> I'm bro- I welcome in producer, owner, extraordinaire uh, content provider of NotClub33.com, the official sponsor of this year' podcast, Steve Rhodes. Th- Steve, thanks for coming in uh, with me tonight. What's up, Bobby? How's it going, man? Well, outside of being exposed to the BA variant, I, I suppose I'm fine. <laughs> that BA5, man. It's in the house. It's, yeah. It's, <laughs> yeah. It's also gross. coming uh, coming through the through the speakers here in St. Louis too. I hope. No, I hope not. Yeah, well, you know, I'm, I'm using my MacBook, so th- hopefully it will prevent the spread of viruses. I've got um, the Mac, the latest McAfee. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. So, um, so let, let's. We do have a show planned. Uh, we're going to bring in Amanda to talk more food and wine. Um, I would say let's go over a history, but eh, you know she's not here, so let's not take her her stick from her. Um, you know, of food and wine. I think, I think you did it a couple shows ago. So yeah, exactly. Uh, there's so, an episode on food and wine, uh, your preview that they can go back and listen to. It's, uh, I think it's labeled food and wine. I don't know what it's labeled, but it's like three weeks ago. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so if you want history on food and wine, you're more than welcome to go backtrack a little bit here. Um, but instead, because Steve was recently down here in Orlando and happened to have the food and wine festival, um, you know, or experience it uh, a lot more because you went to Epcot every day that you were down here. Uh, yeah, I guess I did. Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah. So, um, who better to to talk shop a little bit with the, this thing than Steve? Um, especially since I only experienced one day of it. So, um, let's see here, Steve. Which I know that you were there for the for my experiences with food and wine, but let's yeah. talk about your specific ones. So that we don't overlap, I guess, at, at this point. Uh, talk to us, uh, which countries or which booths did we start off with? Uh, first thing I did at, for food and wine was uh, the Australia booth, which is um, when you're coming out of fu- whatever used to be called Future World and crossing into the international uh, side for the World Showcase. It's like the first booth there that you see. And there was no line, so I stopped at Australia. And <laughs> I grabbed myself a beer. Those that follow the Not Club th- uh, 33 social media, that was the first post that I did uh, from Food and Wine. So you may remember me cheersing from that. And I grabbed uh, I grabbed the Cooper's Brewery Pacific Pale Ale. Um, and I dropped $9 on a 12-ounce pour of that. And it was pretty good. All right. So you avoided the Fosters, uh, which is so typical. Austra- for- it's Australian for... Shit water, yeah. Is that what it is? <laughs> they say it's Australian for beer, but it, I wouldn't pay extra money to have a Foster's. Just grab yourself a Bud Light, and you got the same type of swill, and it's a lot cheaper. You know, you say that, and and yet the the one time that I've actually been out of the country was to Jamaica, uh, mm-hmm. and of course, all they had to drink there was Red Stripe. Red Stripe's the shit, man. I mean, but yeah, but when you're having breakfast beers with Red Stripe, I mean, you kind of get sick of it after a week. <laughs> That's when you up, upgrade to the Jamaican rum, but that's another story. Oh, let's not get into Appleton, man. <laughs> Appleton yeah. has some good rum. Yes, it and does. The, and, you know, a little Blue Mountain coffee wake you up from your hangover in the morning. Jamaica's a great place. Had our, we had our honey. My wife and I had our honeymoon there. So, Oh, okay. So then you I'm know familiar. Exactly what I'm talking about. I'm familiar with the Jamaica. Uh, how quickly <laughs> did you get asked for pot? Immediately at the airport when we got out, uh, out into the... The shuttle van, yeah, immediately. I mean, I didn't even make it to the shuttle van. <laughs> yeah, I, like, yeah, we weren't like, in the shuttle van. We were walking to the shuttle van and immediately. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Just uh, glad to know it wasn't just me that had that experience. Oh yeah. <laughs> it, 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 out of here. Uh, so, all right. So, uh, Australia, we knocked out uh, the Cooper's Brewery. Um, what else did we uh, see while we were out? Well, my whole experience with food and wine this time, I only food I ate was for reviews for the channel, uh, for the Not Club 33 channel and the Notcast. So I actually ate at regular restaurants all my eating at Epcot. 
Um, so all of my stuff is just going to be basically beers, except for this one place. Uh, it's a food and wine favorite. It's called Earth Eats. I'm sure your listeners are familiar with Earth Eats, but they don't serve beer there. So I got the one thing that sounded good. Um, I got the strawberry freeze. Now, my daughter got the non-alcoholic version. I grabbed the one that has booze in it. This is a strawberry freeze. It has twinings, lemon, and ginger tea, and it is also topped off with a little kettle one uh, cucumber mint vodka. They charged me 11 bucks for it, but I was like walking out of Epcot. It was hot, and that thing hit the spot, and I was like, oh, man, like I could have drank like five of those. And normally with fruity beverages, I'm like, no, nah, you know, I'm, I'm good. But with this dehydrated as I felt, that thing was refreshing. Yeah, I had a very similar experience walking out of Epcot with a frozen beverage, and I'll get to that here in, in, in just a couple <laughs> minutes. Um, so let's see. Is there any other uh, ones that you experienced by yourself that we did not share? And because you basically were there for all of my experiences. So. Yeah, you know, there was I was grabbing beers here and there, but none of the stuff that I grabbed was food and wine specific. You know, I stopped at Norway to get the Alice beer and I was at the China Pavilion and and got the Cantaloupe, but all those things you can get at any time. I got the uh, Grand Monet slushy over at the France Pavilion. That, the why stuff why that, you got to spoil this? I mean, like, yeah, you know, those things, you know, I got the stuff that, that you can get at any time, but I, uh, but yeah, outside of Australia and the brew wing, uh, that I did with you that we'll talk about here later. Um, I don't think I did anything crazy over there. I think I was pretty, pretty just grabbing beers left and right and just kind of looking at the sites. Yeah. And, and I, I gotta be honest with you, the, the, the time that I did spend at Epcot, uh, it was, I was there for two reasons. One to say hello, obviously, uh-huh. uh, and two to ride guardians for the first time. Cause it's, Which was awesome. it's been a minute. Yeah. It, yeah. Yeah. It was awesome. Uh, check it last week's episode uh, for for my thoughts on on Guardians. Um, so I'm glad that I got to not not Guardians out uh, as an attraction. But yeah, I, I really haven't seen a whole lot that has made me go, oh, I've got to to have that from a food and wine booth this year. You know, I you know part of that though, Bobby, and I think we'll we'll kind of touch on this later in the show. Um, is the fact that food and wine last for damn near six months. You know, yes. this used to be a late August to early October thing, right? And, yeah, some, somewhere in that and, and then And then it became a mid-August to mid-October. And they're, then they're just like, fuck it, July 1st. And I think this year, didn't it start June 15th this year? Or was it July 15th? No, it was July, July 15th. 15th. Yeah, July they... 15th this year, and it runs uh, through mid-November. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> yeah, you know, that's, that's, that's four months of, of food and wine or is it five? That's what you get. You got uh, August, September, October. Yeah. So four full months of food and wine coming right off of flower and garden where you had similar type of food booths out there. I mean, the whole Epcot is just a huge festival. So, you know, it, it kind of lost its luster a little bit. So it, and it's, to me, they're not changing up the menu items enough to to really make it distinct anymore from flower and garden or the holiday festival or you know the arts festival yeah. at, at this point because even though the holiday and the arts festival though those are only maybe one month experiences damn near every other month uh you know you have flower and garden or food and wine so yeah. like there's there's really not a distinction between the booths anymore i think they only shut them down just so they can go through a thorough cleaning, maybe. <laughs> you know, clean that, some puke off of the countertops uh, from all the debauchery. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I kind of feel like the the changes are there. There's always the staple menu items, you know. Over in Canada, Le Cellier does those steak bites, and they're there every year. Mm-hmm. Um, Earth Eats is going to have some new stuff. That's like one that kind of does change their menu up a little bit. Um, but you know, the places that we hit together um like africa where we're in the kenya pavilion Mm -hmm. those menu items haven't changed the even the beer doesn't change so a lot of these places are just kind of they're reliant on the craft brewery because a lot of craft breweries if you're into craft beer like like uh myself or bobby Mm -hmm. you folks at home i you know you know how it works like they have the seasonal stuff so essentially it's whatever is seasonal and that's not just a blonde ale 
yeah, it's, it's a pineapple blonde ale. Now. Yeah, it's and, a blonde ale every single year, and it's from the same brewery, mm-hmm. and they tweak the recipe by, you know, two Adding a different leaves. fruit. You know, yeah, whatever the, the diff- fruit of the day is uh, at that yeah, point. Yeah, I used I citra hops last week, and in this way, it's Olympia hops. Like, whatever. Like, they switch the hops on the beer. And it's like, yeah, and there's. All right, come on. Shit. There was a couple of years ago, uh, there was a brewery out of Atlanta. It's my favorite brewery still to this day, Sweetwater uh, Brewing Company. Um, oh, that's they, in Atlanta. Have, I thought that was out of Tampa. Nope, that's out oh. of uh, that's out of Atlanta. Um, Four twenty is there? Sweet, no, I'm I'm well aware. There's a Sweetwater Blue that my my wife will stock up on at our local establishment here. So. Yeah, and, and Blue is one of the staples there. Georgia Brown was one of the their staples yeah. there for years. Although they've uh, I don't see that as often in store. I haven't but, seen it. Yeah, but recently the 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 beer that they've produced that's got kind of caught down here anyway is like they're, they're calling it like 420 strain. And basically it's like a more marijuana, like hot. It's that basically yeah, it's, that it's like the cousin one. to weed or something. Yeah. Like it's that, that super dank. Um, yeah. I've smelled that beer. I've not actually tried it because I was very off put. <laughs> <laughs> fair, fair enough. I was not yeah. off put, uh, but you know, that's because I'll drink anything that Sweetwater produces, and it's it's not bad. Don't get me wrong, but like to your point, that that's what the the craft breweries are doing is they're changing like just one hop or just adding one flavor to to whatever existing popular beer they may have and yep. calling it something different, slapping a new label on it, and you know hoping that it sells. Uh, yeah, this and, was popular last year. This is version two point Exactly, and um, it's translating and it, that into the parks for certain. Um, well, this is, I mean, this is a tried and true method for businesses. As we talk about, you guys talk about here on, on your show on Cynics on Disney, and you can hear it on our YouTube channel for the for Not Club 33, we talk about the plus. And <laughs> that's essentially what these breweries are doing. And we're kind of getting that and is bleeding into the Food and Wine Festival where, you know, they might change the beer and it's just the plus beer or the or the entree that you that you ordered, you know, they might use a different sauce on on the meat instead of last year, but it's the same chicken dish. It's just that the the sauce is instead of you know, you they know, added more little, cilantro. Is, yeah, is it's got it a little bit more cilantro in it, or they added lime to it just to give it a little pop to make it sing. They didn't change anything. They just want you to think it changed, and they and they label it slightly differently. It's, and, uh, and you know, for Disney in particular, this is going to drive me crazy because I saw you know there on one of these YouTube channels out there that there's like some secret chef society building or something like that on property where it's oh it's where they create all the dishes, quote unquote, quote unquote. You know, really? and it, yeah, and it's well. Then to explain be, to me how in the hell some of those dishes on one side of property can taste good, and then on the other side they taste like ass. Well, that's because the <laughs> chef doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. If I'm being honest yeah. with you, but but really, what it boils down to for this like center or whatever is like this is where they do all their experimental shit. This is where mm-hmm. they come up with all the the new dishes. So, uh, like Topolino's is opening up. They want exclusive dishes to Topolino's. Sure. The you know Victoria Alberts when it opens up from the pandemic, obviously they want to to have the the old staples there that gave it the Michelin ratings and everything like that. But they also want to be creative because there are people who I don't know how they afford it, but somehow afford multiple times a year going to to Victoria and Alberts. So you know they Jeez. that's where they're all all of their experimental shit is, and I'm I'm good with it. But also I I want there to be a a festival creative atmosphere. And I, I also think like Ivanhoe Brewing Company, for instance, and this is one that we tried over at Brew Wing. Um, look, that's an Orlando staple for for a craft brewery. Um, it's not quite like, you know, uh, the Cigar Brewing Company out of Tampa uh, is. Cigar but City, it's, yeah. You know, it's certainly, you know, a pretty well-established brewery down here. Yeah, you know it's okay if they don't make one of these festivals, or if they change the type of beer that they throw out there because they have thrown out that blonde ale over and over and over again. Well, you got an IPA, you got a sour, you got a wheat beer. Throw that yeah. out there instead, you know. And if it's not good enough one year, so be it. Look, you can still survive not being at the Disney festival. Uh, or what that particular Disney festival, 
I know that they have all these booths that they have to fill up at some point with something, which is really unfortunate because it feels like there's too many of them. It's, it's an oversaturated market to me. Well, let, let's touch on that because uh, we mentioned Brew Wing a couple of times. Two words, Brew and Wing. Uh, it's over in the old Odyssey Pavilion there. Guess what they serve, guys? Chicken wings and beer. But, you know, but to your point, there's one, you said there's the one offering from Ivanhoe, which is their pineapple uh, blonde that they have there. And then there's a few different offerings. But this place is supposed to cater to beer, and there's six things on the menu, six beers. Mm-hmm. And two but of them are ciders. Three beers. I was about to say, it's three beers and three ciders. No, yeah, three beer. of them are ciders. Yeah, so three of them are ciders, and everything in there was, there was a wheat ale, a watermelon wheat ale, a blood orange IPA, and, and the blonde ale. And it's like, you know, that's not, and then the rest of it's cider. And it's like, well, wait, what? Brew? Wing? Like, I, listen, they, technically. Some of the, yeah, go ahead. Te- technically, a cider is a brew. I'll say that. Sure. But. But. If you're going to call yourself Brew Wing, you should have more beer on your menu than just the random food cart that somebody set up to to go sell chicken satay, you know, (laughs) in the Indian pavilion. You know, like it's 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 nuts. I was going in there thinking that I was going to see because I didn't look at any of the menus before I came down. I just Mm -hmm. wanted to be surprised and just kind of go at it with a little bit of whimsy, as you would say. And, and, you know, whatever floated my boat at the time, I'd order. But when I got there, I was like, well, I don't like wheat ales. I don't want yep. a blonde ale. I guess a blood orange IPA is what I'm going to have. And, you know. You do get kind of boxed in a little bit the, yeah. with that. And that that is a shame. Like, I, last year they had, like, I feel like it was an, an NFL-sponsored um, a pavilion of some kind. Where so they had, like, tailgate food. <laughs> no, it was tailgate food. Yeah. So, like, they had chicken wings. They had, like, a like a burger or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and they had some other uh, type of like chili dish or, uh, okay. or something like that. And they also, you know, had several different beers or, or what have you, but that was like the one popular pavilion. It felt like, because a, it was a little bit different and a little bit new and B it was tapping into, I, I kind of feel like the desire for some, for some of the more plain tongued people out there like myself yeah. That like okay, I don't need the cilantro. I don't need the pineapple added to to the beer. What what's different but still familiar? I, I guess. Yeah. And that's something that I, to this point in the food and wine festival, I know that you know it's August fourth that we're recording this. It's going to be released uh, on August seventh. Uh, so the following so. week yeah. uh, <laughs> is when the the next wave of booths opens up. I think that's when the the yeah the fifteenth yeah. I think that's when the the actual food and wine building opens up too. Mm-hmm. You know where they have the different booths inside and everything like that. God damn, they needed that building open th- this past weekend. I mean, just just for the air conditioning, not for the I mean, the variety sake, but good lord. I think. You know. I mean, I kind of understand the thought process behind it. Um, is because. They're except after August fifteenth, school is pretty much in session um, around the country at that Mostly. point. Yeah, so they're then catering to get the locals back in the park after things go kind of back to a normal schedule for them. So they're like, "Hey, we got this new thing. We added all these extra booths. Please keep coming." Um, that's kind of what I feel, but it, it, I also kind of feel like I got shortchanged because I had limited options while I was there and I'm coming in town from, from out of town, you know, you're the guy that's spending thousands of dollars. I'm the one that's spending 50 bucks. Uh, you know, you know, I was going to come either way. Yeah. All, all money is, is important to, to Bob and his daughter, Barb, uh, (laughs) that we coined. Um, but at the same time, like, you know, this is where that nickel and diamond bullshit kind of taps in or whatever. You got to get me there with something more than the mac and cheese booth. And yeah. if I'm there, okay, yes, I'm going to go check out the mac and cheese booth. But draw me in. Like, make it worthwhile to me to, to actually come in there. And the only way for me to, like, the only way for me at this point to, to say, oh, I want to go experience specifically food and wine is to have booths that are new and different that, that aren't the same from fucking uh you know flower and garden uh, I agree. at that point yeah you know yeah it, I, it's no longer it's no longer the draw um 
to me anymore. I mean, I was there for one reason and one reason only, and that was the Red Guardians of Galaxy. It just so happens that I'm coming from St. Louis, Missouri, so that requires a flight if I want to make a short trip. And uh, so I ended up making a long weekend out of it. So I I ended up experiencing food and wine just because it was what was going on. But definitely was not my intention to be there because of food and wine. I could have cared less if food and wine was there after I got off Guardians. Any beer cart was going to do, as long as you had something, I was going to be happy with it. Yeah, Yeah, essentially. Yep. (laughs) But I did have... From the land I of did, yeah. I did have to settle for Bud Light uh, while my daughter rode Figment. So, I mean, you know, sometimes it hits. That was the only there. thing nearby. It was the only thing nearby. Look, I got to be honest with you, man. Sometimes when it is like ninety-seven degrees outside and that eighty-nine percent humidity and shit, no, Bud Light will do. It's basically you know, water. I need some hydration. If anybody from St. Louis is listening, uh, we are definitely privileged. The rest of the country has options of Bud Light and uh, Budweiser. While here in St. Louis, we have Bud Select. Um, okay. Yeah, used to be they tried to launch it nationwide about ten years ago. I remember. And then it. they re- they reformulated it. It's Budweiser Select now. It tastes just like Bud Heavy, but it, it so it's got that full flavor, but it's only ninety nine calories. You can drink like forty of them. And that's like my go-to cut in the grass beer. So much more flavor than a Bud Light. I can't even drink Bud Light barely anymore. It's like so hard to do. <laughs> like I can't bring it, bring myself. If I'm going to drink American Swell, it's like it's the Bud Select. I wish I wish you had it everywhere. Well, you know, I, I still enjoy a good gingling every now and then. I still, good beer. Yeah. Uh, I'm still a fan of the High Lie uh, from yeah. Cigar City from Tampa. Yeah, yeah, it's. You know, my work has recently taken me down I four a, a lot here recently uh, to the you know basically to the Lakeland area. Um, uh-huh. You know, and I keep like saying to myself, I got to make this extra forty five minute drive to get over to uh, to see the the actual brewery itself. But then I'm like, oh god, it's such a pain in the ass to get back because I don't know From how Tampa, much yeah. you've had to deal with I four traffic or what I, have you, but. Mother of I God, where's going north? I don't know. I how. try to stay off of I four. Um, my brother in law lives in Tampa, and sometimes we do make the trip back and forth. Um, but where he lives, like I can kind of skirt it for a while, and before I actually have to be on. Uh, <laughs> but their brewery situation down there, man, definitely. There's way more than than Cigar City. Um, they got a lot of stuff going on, so make the trip. Yeah, I also want some decent yeah. cigars. Who am I kidding? Uh, you know. <laughs> Uh, you don't. That's the thing. You don't Miami. need to go to Miami to get to get Miami, you know, hand rolled cigars. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you don't. So. But you could say that basically in any big city, there's a place that's going to have hand rolled cigars. But go to Miami. <laughs> well, yeah, if I'm going to Miami and buying something local, it's probably not. It's not cigars. Who am I kidding? Um, so, so brewing, we got more than the beer. I, I got the uh, blood orange IPA. Mm-hmm. Uh, just to get back to to that. That was actually really good. Uh, that was. From uh, Central 28 Beer Company. Um, it was the Groveland Road Blood Orange IPA. I think every beer there um, was nine bucks for, for yeah. the 12 ounce pour. And, so, or you could get the flight, which was, uh, I think, six ounce bucks, pours each. Ten, and they were not six ounce pours, no. No, it was 10 yeah. bucks for a flight, and it was like a three ounce, may, maybe a three ounce pour. They look oh, pretty. Those little shot glass ones? Yeah, I would say that was. From my food service background, I'm, I'm going to say it was a three ounce pour. Fair. Um, but you, which one did you? Which one did you get? I, I got the Ivanhoe Brewing Company, the the blonde, the blonde. Uh, yeah. ale. I, I'm a big fan of ales. Um, ales, yeah. pilsners, uh, you know, basic your basic standards. But yeah. uh, you know, IPAs as well. Um, that that's going to be my go to and uh, wheelhouse uh, for beer and. This version, yes, it had pineapple in it, but you could barely taste the pineapple. It was one of those after taste type things, uh, rather than you know you getting the flavor on the front end. Um, paired it with the garlic parmesan wings from yeah from there. Uh, I suppose there will be video of me chowing down on these things. You know, I for for the listeners out there, there's a thing called three minute dining reviews we do over on the Not Club Thirty Three YouTube channel. Um, we filmed one. I have not looked at the footage. <laughs> so hopefully there is a, a three-minute dining review for brewing. I cannot promise you because I haven't looked at the footage, and the footage sure. is – if it's no good, then 
we won't be using it. But look, you know, to be honest with you, the there was a DJ going on in the background too. So you know, yes, that might have ruined the the. the <laughs> Just they were definitely uh, going with the with the with the tunes there, spinning the. Yeah, and it was spinning old school shit. Yeah, it was like too, Earth, Wind, and Fire, man. Yeah, yeah it was like. It was well, like we just wrong. got off of Guardians of the Galaxy and, and walked just listen to September. I mean, I get it. And you know, literally, that's what you had just done, and it was just like fitting. Yeah, worked out. <laughs> that, look, it was it. also not for nothing. Brewing is great because it's indoors. And yes, there's that can't and, be said enough. And actual fucking tables, like we didn't have to put uh, our stuff onto a trash can like we did over at the Kenya uh, experience, which people probably already saw on video of you chucking that beer over there. Yeah, I was about to say, um, um, when you say experience, <laughs> my experience was short-lived with that uh, particular brew, but it was delicious, make no mistake. <laughs> I love uh, that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I also felt like, you know, we're doing a social media quick hitter, might as well do the quick hit of the, of the chug. Uh, you know, to, oh, boy. Yeah, to give the people exactly what they were looking for. Uh, plus, I also feel like because I am a giant of an ogre of a human being, um, that the twelve ounce pour it just looks so tiny in my hand that <laughs> I, like I I need to like drink it quickly so that it matches up with what you're seeing visually. So it's a twelve so, ounce pour in a sixteen ounce cup, though. So it didn't. Oh no, they that. filled that shit to the brim. Cause I, oh, I so about, those were actual 12 ounces. Okay. Yeah. I, I spilled okay. like a couple drops here and there walking over to that trash can. So, Oh, you know what? I'm going to say you're getting 16 ounces. I don't think those are 12 ounce cups. Yeah. Well, they, cause they feel very pinty. Yeah. <laughs> if that's a, if that's a saying we're, we're going to um, make it so one. That's yeah. for sure. So you did the garlic parm wings over there and you said those were good on, on the film. Um, and then I think your wife, she grabbed what the strawberry lemonade hard cider and yes. uh, did she do the sticky wings with the peanut sauce? No, she did the um, dry rub. Yeah. The dry rub jerk. Yep, wings. yep. Yep. And that has a papaya chili sauce yep. with it. You know, it was both were good. I, I, she, I appreciated the fact that they used the shredded Parmesan as opposed to the craft parmesan that yeah. typically people <laughs> uh you know the pour on spaghetti and that's not parmesan, parmesan yeah. wings you know it's really just sawdust who am i kidding uh yes. you know, when when they do that so i i was appreciative of the real parmesan um and yes well, it, it was does, a, it didn't look real it looked like it looked like real american parmesan it right didn't look like exactly parmigiano I, I should, yeah I, wasn't parmigiano reggiano yeah for all you italians that are like yelling into <laughs> your yeah. radios right now it wasn't parmigiano reggiano so if you've had it uh but it was it was at least the the quote-unquote fresh stuff that was better than the <laughs> yes yes it was it was it didn't come out of a bag from Publix. no let's put it that way. no it came it, it came uh it came in one of those round uh, containers that you could use as a Tupperware, uh, yes. you know, back, like back in the day, like we all used to do with Country Croc. Uh, although I think everybody has that experience with Country Croc, uh, where they use that for multiple uses, not just Tupperware. Yeah, there's never butter in there. Yeah, no, it's 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 <laughs> always some sort of storage device for. for well, I guess something. there never was butter in there. I mean, because it's Country Croc, but right, that's exactly. another story. Yeah, we'll we'll get to that. Um, never. <laughs> um, so let's see here. Yeah, we covered Africa as well. We what was the name of the? the I drank it so fast I don't even remember. It uh, was just a it was just a Tusker Lager. It was it's nothing. It's literally that menu at the Kenya Pavilion is the same every year. Several okay. there the vegan dish might change, but I'm not a vegan, so I don't order that. I get the peri peri skewered shrimp, which I believe you guys shared. Um, I didn't have it this time, but I've had it in the past, and it's baller. Like I love that shrimp. Yeah, Amanda um, had it. Um, yeah. She also. I'm on this weird uh, medication that makes, basically makes me full after like looking at food sometimes. Yeah. So I was full after the the garlic parmesan wings, uh, but still rather thirsty because you know it's hotter than hell outside. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, hence the chugging uh, of the 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 Tusker Lager there. Tusker um, Lager saves you fifty cents on on your twelve ounce pour just for everybody at home. If you want to pocket an extra fifty cents, it's only eight fifty. Well, there we go. See, that's that's what the people come here for is the deals. I'm telling you, and and they're they're getting a deal with the Tusker Lock because it's pretty good, and it's not it's not a high gravity solid. beer, but it's definitely it's got more than a butt heavy. Let's put it that way. 
Yeah, if you could sit there and you know drink that all day if you if you needed to, and you would be very very happy with your situation. Yes, you would. Yes, you would. Um, so the one other stop that that I had and we shared, and it's not technically part of food and wine, but it is a booth outside of France. We both had the Grand Marnier Orange Slush, oh, yeah. Samantha Brown, if you will. That's uh, right. And oh god, that hit the spot. That I hope they never get rid of that drink. Like it's like the. Uh penultimate thing when walking in or leaving Epcot from the international gateway. Yeah. Uh, you just, it, it'll start your trip around the world or your trip outside. And it's just like, Oh man, like, let me, let me refresh. You get that dream sickle taste in your mouth. Um, and it's just the, that it, you don't really taste the alcohol. Like it, that's what makes it dangerous to me yeah. uh, is that I could probably have four or five of those and just be hammered. Uh, all of a sudden, because of all the grain on the box. Somehow it's not overly sweet because it's got that orange slush in there. And I guess the Grand Marnier is just offsetting it just ever so that you just, you're not bothered by the sugar. No. Yeah. No. But it's cold. And that's the other thing is that it's, it's nice. frozen. And yeah. <laughs> frozen and cold. Yeah. And man, does that really hit the spot when you're talking about food and wine in July? Because, you know, the, the heat really does get to you. You you have to hydrate, folks. You have to go and buy the uh, bottle of Dasani, which I know nobody likes to buy the bottles of Dasani, but, you know, come on. You, you still, I'm not drinking. I fill, up with, the, I fill up with the water at the booths. For free, I refuse. But. I refuse. <laughs> I'm sorry. It has to be filtered more than that. I appreciate the fact that it's Atlanta tap water, basically, uh, is what Dasani is, and it's delicious as far as I'm concerned. It's a taste of home, <laughs> if you will. Um, you know, so I, I enjoy, uh, a couple of those as, as well, mostly so that I didn't sweat myself to death or, uh, and everything like that. But also for all you guys that are, uh, also large sized, uh, I'll, I'll be honest with you, Guardians of the Galaxy, not the, not the, uh, easiest of squeezes for someone of my stature. So, you know, I could see that. Yeah. Yeah. You don't, don't want to, uh, you might want to skip, uh, a big lunch if you, if you're planning on, uh, <laughs> you know, trying to knock out guardians of the galaxy in the middle of the day or something like that. Um, Oh, it was the yeah. first thing I did and I was dizzy for hours. Like really? I, I understand why they added the trash cans at the end and they put the benches right outside the exit. Because it will mess with your equilibrium if you are that kind of person. Um, I, you know, varying degrees of people that get dizzy or, you know, motion sickness. Like, I'm the type of guy that can't sit in an Omnimax because you're not actually moving. So that will just mess me up and I'll be disoriented. Um, but Guardians, at least, I'm moving so it doesn't mess me up to that extent. Right. But you're whipping around back and forth because, you know, like you said in your, your show last week, that thing... The ride vehicles themselves spin. The ride is on a roller coaster track. Yeah, it, it points you where it wants you to look. Let's put it yeah. that way. You know, and, and that's a good thing. All that spinning back and forth, uh, the vertigo could kick in real quick. <laughs> so I did not experience that problem. But then again, like if I wasn't fat, I'd be an astronaut. Like that's that's my thought process. I don't get motion sickness. You put me on a simulator. You put me on a centrifuge or anything like that. I have zero problems with that. I'm like crank up the G's guy uh, with this stuff. Okay. And, yeah. you know, I was perfectly fine on it. Um, so I I just giggled the whole time. Like, I'm serious when I say that. Like, all I did That's was giggle because it was fun. Um, I also, like, it dawned on me, like, kind of thinking back over it or what have you, how much I wish Space Mountain was just like Guardians. Because Space Mountain yeah. very easily could be. And they, in fact... This, they use some of the same OG effects that they used to use over uh, at Guardians that they used to use over at Space Mountain. Like it dawned on me, like they have the the chocolate chip cookie in there somewhere as an asteroid, uh, and same thing with like the star fields and everything like that. It's basically just a disco ball, uh, and they have some of that on Space Mountain still. To if it, we could get so. the music like they get out out west, yeah, I think that would that would make. That would make it right where I want it. I don't need every ride to be the, the same, and I'm glad space yeah. is what it is. And uh, for Guardians, you know, you get something, I think, completely different. I mean, yeah, it's a dark ride, but it's not Space Mountain. It's no, to it's, another level. It yeah. is definitely the next step, the next evolution. It, 
Yeah, I, I would say it's the best roller coaster I've ever been on in my life. So I definitely, uh, yeah. I, I want to give it another ride. I want to say that there's fair man. man I've got twenty years, like I said, of 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 going to to fucking rock and roller coaster. I've got yeah. thirty years of going to Space Mountain and, and Thunder Mountain. Like those are some heavy hitters for. for you don't want to misplace it after one go around. I understand just because it's new, right? And don't get me wrong, it's new and shiny, guys. You yeah. definitely need to check it out. But. Oh, it's worth it's worth your waking up at seven a.m. to get a virtual queue. Well, it's worth Amanda waking up at seven a.m. <laughs> Somebody in your traveling party wake up Correct. at seven a.m. and get the virtual. It's queue. me poking <laughs> her. Like, did you get it? Uh, yeah. You know. Speaking of, since we kind of covered like everything that we ate and drank over at Food and Wine, uh huh. You and I are in very different Disney positions. That I'd would say, say so. Yeah. yeah. Me living here, uh, and as Pat likes to make fun of me for saying all the time, as a local, quote unquote, um, <laughs> you know, my Disney experience is vastly different than yours. Um, yeah, I refuse to pay for Genie Plus, for instance, um, because I, if I don't catch a ride, I can come back next weekend. You know, it just doesn't make sense for me to pay for that. It makes sense yeah. if my parents come down and we are. Definitely, we want to get on a specific ride outside of Guardians because that's an, a lightning lane or an individual lightning lane. Uh-huh. Uh, but you know, there's no good reason for me to pay fifteen bucks at this point for Disney Plus or for Genie Plus, rather. So I don't think uh, there's a reason for really anybody to pay for it. To be quite honest with you, but well, see, this is what I kind of wanted to talk yeah. about is yeah. you know because you're the traveler now and I'm yeah. the 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 local who's, you know, no more than 45 minutes away. Um, I often find that the magic can be lost on me. And that's mostly because instead of me seeing all the shiny Disney things that they want me to see, I'm seeing the trash pile up. I'm seeing the, uh, you know, the ride vehicles sinking, you know, on, on Splash Mountain. More so because, like, I, I've seen so much of the Disney shiny stuff that okay i have i i have the ability to look beyond that so as a traveler now do you still have the the disney shiny stuff that that everybody wants to feel with the magic and all, all that kind of stuff or have you been enough that that you see beyond that too i guess is the yeah question. i mean i i probably not the the best person to ask that question just for the fact that i do go to disney more than your average quote unquote traveler would Um, you know, (laughs) being part of not club 33 and, and doing the show and whatnot. I mean, mean, we wouldn't start a website uh, about the thing if we've been there twice, you know? Right. I, I, but I, I do definitely, I don't go as often as you because I I don't live, live as close. So I, I did notice that, you know, the disrepair of rides, you know, test track breaks down every, every day you're there. Um, Mm -hmm. and before it used to break down, you know, once a day, you know, during the rain. And now it's breaking down because somebody said the word rain and it's just like, it's, it's anything. Well, and the disrepair I've noticed, I, I'm not noticing the trash that you're saying. And I've heard anecdotally people say the trash is piling up. I didn't personally notice that outside of a few trash cans, like in world showcase were during food and wine, but I also saw maintenance people. So it wasn't like a big deal. Um, the lost magic though, I, I can understand because you know, if you're coming to the park and your goal is to ride things right now, you will wait in a standby line longer than you used to have to because of, because of the genie plus, um, anecdotally, I don't, I didn't sit there and count. Um, but I did spaceship earth. Generally speaking, that's a 20 minute wait. Which I don't understand to this day, how it has a 20 minute wait, not because it's not a good attraction, but because it's literally something that continuously moves. It well, only stops to load people on wheelchairs. Wheelchair. Yes. And that's it. Or it breaks well, down. And, and I believe that's happening more often than we than than it used to. Um, True. But, but the other thing is, is that those wait times, first of all, they're posting inflated wait times, sure. Disney is, to try to entice you to buy Genie Plus. But when you when it is, you think it's your turn to get on the ride. You won't get on if there's a Genie Plus person queuing up. They will no. stop the standby line 
to let any Genie Plus person. So any popular ride that has GD Plus uh, people, you're not going to get on at the same flow rate as they are, even though there's less of them. They're taking, I don't, I, I would guess, like 100 Genie, 100 to 150 Genie people before they're taking um, a standby guest. And that is causing lines to back up. And if I'm a local and somebody that goes a lot, I might, I, what rides am I going to get on? Like you're, you're just basically walking around the park for the ambiance because you don't want to deal with the headache. I, I could totally see that. Yeah. So magic kingdom is obviously the, the one that I, I would need it the most if I was going to buy it to get yeah. on attractions. Um, Splash mountain this time of year is I want to ride it before they close the thing. Down. Change it up. Yeah. You know? And so I have that one final memory uh, of it, you know, that I can secure, you know, through all the brain cells that I killed off, uh, you know, going with you to food and wine, but <laughs> it, you'll have to buy it, genie plus dude. I know I'm going to have to, to, to get yeah. on the damn thing. Cause it's an hour and a half to two hours every single time that, that I look for to, to go ride the thing. And I, it's all 70 minute wait time. It's, it's funny. It's like literally everything posted 70, 70, like any of the headliners that are on lightning lane or genie plus, like their 70 minute wait times are posted. I don't know that you're going to wait that long, but it's kind of funny to me. It's always 70. <laughs> like, Cause I, and I know exactly yeah. why. Cause an hour. Okay. I can wait an hour. Yeah. 60 minutes. Doesn't seem so bad. 70 minutes. That's, that's just over an hour. Ugh, never mind. That is the yeah. local mentality. That, yeah. that, that we have um you know epcot does not need genie plus period the end like there's there's nothing there so, to, to, to use it for so i bought i bought genie plus on my second day um because i had a park hopper and i knew i would be able to use it at epcot and then at magic kingdom in the afternoon which i did utilize it for um now in full disclosure i bought this as a review piece for uh, not club 33.com. So sure. it was more of a C, you know, I didn't want to sit there and straight up bad mouthing. And I've always talked ill about it um, just anecdotally, but now I I've actually used it. I can continue to say, well, I probably wouldn't pay for this unless you just don't know what the hell you're doing, or this is your first time um, or second time going. And you just want to make sure you're seeing the, the ride only, that you want to get on. Yeah. The only other time that I could see this being of use is if you have a long week. And that's it. If you're going for three days and you need to cram everything in, the, the, the you haven't been in a couple of years and yep. you know you haven't hit any of the Star Wars shit. You haven't hit Guardians of the Galaxy. You haven't hit Avatar, uh, and but you still have all the the classics that that you also want to hit. Yeah, I can see yeah. it being advantageous if it's you and and your wife or your husband or your partner, or whatever. Like thirty bucks a day is not terrible. But when we start talking like Becky's family, who's got 17 fucking people in it, uh, yeah. and, you know, all that shit really starts to prohibitive, up. yeah. You know, and at some point, I'm going to be the typical American family of two and a half kids and a golden doodle. And, yeah. you know, not, not for nothing, I don't want to have to pay, at, like, at that point, 60 bucks a day, right? basically. Uh, to Plus tax. Yeah, yeah, plus tax, which is the stupidest fucking thing. Yeah, on the plan, they charge tax for it. So it cost me just under fifty bucks for my family of three. Um, I want to say I got five rides out of it. So, which according to Disney, you're you're ahead of the game there, pal. I mean, I'd say anecdotally that's good. Three of the rides that were at Magic Kingdom, Um, I used it for Mission Space and for Ratatouille in Epcot. So you got one ride basically out of uh, out of it because you didn't have to use. Information space, much as it uh, bemoans me, you know. Well, no, the line at that time when I booked it, it was sixty minutes. Um, but yeah. I didn't even. I don't care for mission space, so I didn't even get on it. I just buzz. I I buzz myself in so I could clear it, and then buzz my daughter. My daughter buzzed herself in and, and got on and wrote it. Um, but I didn't. I didn't care. Is for she it. still doing only green? Yeah, yeah. So okay. that only had like a fifteen minute. So it didn't really. It didn't really matter there. Ratatouille. Uh, definitely bypassed a big, big line there. Sure. Um, so didn't mind having it for that. I don't believe we used it at anything else at Epcot. I think we busted out. We went to Magic Kingdom. Um, we used it at Peter Pan. We used it at Pirates. And we got, um, what did, we did something else there. 
Um, and then at the end of the night, you don't, you can't use it on seven doors cause that costs money, but we used it. Uh, we waited till like nine 50 to get on seven doors and there was like a 10 minute wait. So no, well, we, we had a pretty no. good, pretty good day. And there was a fifth ride in there. It was either at Epcot or magic kingdom, but I counted five rides and I was like, okay, it wasn't terrible, but you know, we used to be able to do that for free with fast pass. Right. And that's the, the ever frustrating part. I, I, I am all for an experience that I pay for that where I feel like I'm getting extra at that point. But when I had if, 20 years of fast pass, uh, where it was free. No, that's, that's where I draw. But the this is worse than not because of the cost, because it's just objectively worse than fast pass, um, that you don't even get to select the times and you can't, you know, those windows, some of the return windows are, you know, six hours away Yeah, and the whole two hour waiting period or ride your ride thing. It really puts a damper on it for me personally um so so in my opinion it's a, it's a lesser thing i would if it was the actual old fast pass system where i got three selections up front and then one by one after i used my three and it cost 15 dollars a day per person sign me up i'm in you know on certain park days not on all my days but on certain park days sure i'll pay you that what we have now is you better hope that there's not a bunch of people using genie plus or there's not going to even be any selections for you Right, and and, and I think they're still screen. even limiting now the the actual sales of Genie Plus, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I don't know how I don't, much. I I don't think that, to my knowledge, it hasn't sold out yet. But I mean, I'm sure we'll find out around Christmas time or Thanksgiving whether yeah. it does or doesn't. Yeah. Those those are the peak times. Um, but but to your point, yeah, I mean, dude, it's it's a different experience for me coming in trying to bust through the parks in three days, and my daughter wanting to ride rides. And me and my wife just sitting there like, hey, I'm content with just the ambiance and and guardians. Um, but, you know, when you have kids that want to ride stuff, you know, you can get kind of pulled into using something like Genie. No, I can I can completely understand that. And, uh, you know, thank God we have a tax write off system that, that we can hey, you know, use. Yeah. It was an experiment. And I'll write it. I'll write a review if you're listening, IRS. <laughs> there you go. Um <laughs> Let's uh, let's address one other thing here that I there are times that I genuinely consider calling up Derek and saying, dude, give me a 200 point contract. Oh, from DVC. Yeah. yeah. DVC resale market. Derek Just uh-huh. so I can like book a night there to crash. If, there, <laughs> if there's some just because it can be a pain in the ass to drive 45 minutes back to the house. Yeah. You know. And that's really just me being lazy uh, at, at that point. Uh, make no mistake. But if I can pick up, you know, an old Key West uh, studio for six points, um, yeah, I'm here for that. Good luck uh, finding availability in the summertime, though. Well, see, that's the thing. It's more available than you think because some of those last-minute deals or what have you, I mean, I'm, I'm seeing still some last-minute stuff. Those are last minute deals for things that are already booked, but you yourself would not be able to book that as a DVC member. No, no, not necessarily. I'm just saying the availability has been very, very limited for DVC this summer, and I've I've been I've been kind of hawking it because you know we're considering it as well. So yeah, well, I'm considering it to to go to the beach resorts and maybe Uh to go to Disneyland, yeah, or something like that. There, there is a part of me that almost wants to buy Alani points. Uh, on the resale market, just because I know that they're they're not going to buy those uh, back, basically. No, um, no. you know, because they're still for sale for through Disney. Uh, but also, I can use those to to sell if I want to, uh, and use them to book, uh, you know, out west if I if I want to. Um, you're not going to get out west. <laughs> You'll get Alani. You won't get. You're not going to get Grand California. I mean. That's because everybody wants the studio there. I'm I'm one bedroom guy, baby. I'm okay. I'm all about the one bedroom. You know, I'm I can't pretend to be familiar with with the goings on in Anaheim. Uh, listen, I'm <laughs> just right. saying that I I I don't know what it is. I think it's because Amanda and I have been upgraded to the one bedroom over at Old Key West like a couple different times uh-huh. uh, now, and like it's stupid. Why why do I need a living room when when I'm on vacation? But no, the living room makes a difference. The king bed makes a difference. I, I, you know what it really does? Yeah. The jacuzzi, the tub. That's what it is. 
double you don't trade, have that. Double trade Disney Springs. Same setup. Yeah. <laughs> I'm also considering, uh, you know, trying to do a review of uh, Swan and Dolphin here in the next couple months. You know, which is still cheaper than than your for you as for you as a local. I think that is your best staycation dollar for dollar, um, because you're gonna you're gonna pay somewhere in the realm of two fifty to three hundred dollars a night, plus the resort fee of thirty five dollars, I believe it is, um, which gets you nothing. Nothing. Wi Fi that they were gonna give you free anyway. Right. Um, but anyway, the, that resort for a deluxe is basically priced as a Disney moderate. Yeah. So what you'd pay for Caribbean beach. Um, and you're going to get all of the Disney deluxe resort benefits. So on Mondays and Wednesdays, you get the late night hours at Epcot or, or magic kingdom. Um, so that, that's a big yes for somebody. If you can pull off a, a Monday or a late or a, uh, holiday weekend or something like that, um, a Monday night and you can get late night hours at, at Epcot or magic kingdom, That'd be fantastic for a local just to swing over there. If you've got Marriott points or status, I mean, I I don't see how more people aren't doing that. Yeah, and I I mean, I've looked at JW Marriott that's on property, the Marriott uh, Grand Resort that's across I-4. Those aren't considered deluxe resorts, though, so that's different. No, but they're still... And they're not prices. on property on property. Like you can walk from the Swan and Dolphin into Epcot. You know, you can sure. hop on a boat at Swan and Dolphin that will drop you at Hollywood Studios. Those are pretty much de facto Walt Disney World hotels. Sure. They're just not owned by Disney. You're not, you're not going to get the Disney transportation, but like to no, Magic Kingdom, to Magic Kingdom, there's no Disney transportation. You be, you're going to the TTC. You're going to the Transportation Ticket Center. That's the big difference. I'm walking to, but, dude. I'm walking to Yacht Club. Who are you kidding? Yeah, you, you, yeah, you don't do that. You walk to Yacht Club, and and you do it that way. Or if you got a park hopper, you enter through Epcot and exactly. hop on the monorail. Like it doesn't. You don't have to do that. Um, but that being said, for all intents and purposes, that is a deluxe Disney resort. So, I mean, I'm very much considering my next trip doing that myself as somebody that's traveling in town just to see what it's, what it's all about. Well, see, one other item then, I guess, from the, the quote-unquote is the Magic Dawn perspective. You booked uh, your stay over at the Boardwalk Inn this mm-hmm. past time. I've yep. We stayed there uh, ourselves a couple months ago, uh, yeah. and we just did resort only. Even though we had the annual pass, we, we even had park reservations, and we were just like, screw it. We're not, we just, we're not in the mood. We, we just want to yep. take in the resort and everything like that. Um, I mean, did you find the value out of the, the actual resort knowing I know how you booked it and everything like that? I'm not trying to spread your business and, and all that stuff. So, you know, would you say that it was still worth the money going, going cash over at Boardwalk or no? Yeah, absolutely. Well, the rate that I found, um, so full disclosure for you guys at home, I believe my rate, um, I ended up paying around $360 for a night, which is dirt cheap. Um, sure. for boardwalk in or any deluxe for that matter at Walt Disney world for a direct rate with, with, with Disney. So not bad. I wouldn't pay $500 to stay there. No. Um, but for the rate that I was paying, absolutely. Um, I'm totally cool with, with everything I got. Um, our room was on the very, very far side of the inn, So we were all the way like in the middle of nowhere. We, we were no, not close to the walking path to get out to Hollywood Studios or Epcot, even though we were. You had so to you walk were close back to the gas the station, basically. Um, yeah, kind of. But we were we were close to everything, like from like if we could just jump out the window. But there was no staircase that led us out to the to the boardwalk, so we had to go back through the hotel. And since we were on the opposite side, it took us. We were the furthest away walking wise as we basically could be, even though we were just as close as anybody else. We're just on the wrong side of, of the room and there's no way <clears throat> around it. So kind of, that kind of sucked, but you know, what's another, you know, 500 steps when you're walking 30,000 steps a day. <laughs> Sometimes it can make all the difference to, to someone like me. The, yeah, know. no, it, it, it does. It does take its toll on you. I, I will say, you know, the grounds over at boardwalk are still beautiful. I still love it. Um, we used the pool on our last day there and kind of had a half chill night. 
Um, but um, if anybody follows me or knows me, knows my favorite thing to do over at the boardwalk pool at Leaping Horse Libations, and that <laughs> is the the Greek chicken the Greek chicken salad sandwich, which they have now changed to the Greek salad sandwich. It is Adding not the chicken? Greek chicken salad. They took the chicken and replaced it with two thin ass pieces of deli turkey. And like before it used to be like grilled chicken, like hearty grilled chicken. Now it's like the thinnest deli turkey that you can, that is translucent and there's two tiny <laughs> little pieces on it. Same price. <laughs> and, you know, it tastes the same because, you know, once you put the Greek dressing and the olives and the feta and all that stuff on it, chicken and turkey after it's been dressed is, is going to just taste whatever, like whatever sure. you put on it. But the fact that <laughs> it was like so less filling, um, it just goes to the whole Disney downgrading everything. They're calling it plus, but man, they sure as hell minus the hell out of that. Isn't that? I mean, that's the that's where the cynic in me comes out. Is that I, I want to rail against this shit. Like I am all for paying more if I'm getting more. It's yeah. The reason why I don't pay for Genie Plus because I had it for free and I refuse to pay pay for something. Well, no, you're getting le- you're no Genie Plus. In my opinion, you are getting less for more because, like I said earlier, Fast Pass is less. That damn sandwich I'm telling you about, I'm paying the same and getting less. Yeah, and that, that yeah. just seems to be the common thing that I'm, I tend to rail against. I don't want to sound like a broken record. That's a, the, the thing that I'm most scared of with this podcast is that, you know, we just we have another experience. Amanda and I went to the Galaxy's Edge uh, yep. uh, last weekend, and basically that's that's all we did, but we did it in three hours. That was fine, but we didn't go there to do Galaxy's Edge. We went there to go ride something else. We actually we were trying to ride something shitty so that we could kind of knock it out uh, in terms of our reviews yeah. and everything like that. But the damn thing broke, <laughs> you know. And it's well, a new attraction for Christ's sake. Like you know, how does how do I not rail against maintenance at that point when your new attractions are breaking? It's it's tough, man, and I definitely saw what you saw. At one point, I was on It's a Small World, and like eight boats piled up, crashing into each other because something is amiss um, with with the the ride mechanism. I, I have no idea. Like, uh, I see what you're seeing, and and yeah, you're the cynic, but yeah, I, me as a person that's going there to quote unquote be like surrounded in that magical bubble. Um, yeah, I see it too. I, I'm not. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm glad to know I'm not on. fucking crazy. Is is really what it no, boils it's, down to? It's there, yeah. but at the end of the day, you know, it's still Disney to me. They haven't lost that that touch of hey, I, I love just being here and absorbing it all. But there is that whole element out there where this used to be better and can be better because I know you can do it better because I've seen you do it better. Um, and if that means I have to pay a little bit more to get what I used to have, so be it. But don't give me less. That's, I told you. That's where I'm at. Yeah. Like I've said it before. Listen, it, it's okay if you need to raise prices. That's okay. Like hire the the the, the handyman who knows what he's doing to change the belts. Like please, yeah. for the love of God, hire that guy so that we stop having these backups and ride breakdowns. Like that's okay. It's not okay to to continue to pump a significantly lesser version of a product and have you pay the same rates at that well we're gonna know for sure once splash mountain is reskinned to to uh, princess and the frog and you get the tiana ride in there we're gonna know for sure if they just do new animatronics and skin this thing or do they actually maintain those ride vehicles and make um it stop because that's one of those ones that can go down Oh, yeah. And it, did they do something to keep the the boats afloat? Because you you've seen you know, if you watch YouTube Disney YouTube stuff, there's you've seen the stuff sinking on social yeah. media and whatnot. When they're in there doing that, are they going to cut corners or are they going to actually give us something new? And I think that's where you know the Disney company and and really Bob Chapek could win over fans as as he starts doing these things. To um, he wants to reskin everything with IP. Okay, we're we're accustomed to that now, but let's get some maintenance. That's yeah. you know. Well, Steve, thank you so much for joining us for this show. I, I know that we're taking up a lot more of your time since you also have to edit this some bitch uh, afterwards. Do. <laughs> At least you know where like the ball was dropped on it. Uh, so you know you don't 
you know, I think you were marking the the times on it and everything like that. But I think this will be a, the, one of the cleanest edits we've got. So <laughs> awesome! I'm glad to hear I'm getting yeah. better at this whole podcasting thing after a year and a half of doing it. Uh, so, uh, Steve, let's let's go ahead and plug the website here. Go to, let's go to notclub33.com for all the latest and greatest updates because uh, right. it is the uh, sponsor of this year' podcast, um, including but not limited to the Notcast. Now, you as the uh, head honcho of Night Club 33 can tell the people exactly which episodes are upcoming. Uh, the Notcast. So last Friday, you guys just saw the um, what episode just dropped last Friday? Is yeah. that the uh, that's the nostalgia episode? So yes. we are, you know, waxing nostalgic about rides we wish were back at Walt Disney World, and then in a couple of weeks, um, we're actually doing an episode that episode that I think I'm going to title Chapek Plus. But uh, <laughs> but you'll have to stay tuned for that. That will drop mid-August uh, the 19th. It will drop um, on, on the 19th of August. So check that out. And then we will go back to our regularly scheduled uh, once a week. Uh, after September. Labor Day, we will try to get back on to our regularly, yeah, Friday, 4 p.m. Magic Kingdom time. Right now, we're just doing the first and first and third Fridays. Everybody was busy. I'm I'm an air conditioning salesman in the summertime. Trust me, I, I, I'm glad that we're on this. We're going to get back to it. I don't I don't know if it's going to be exactly that first Friday after Labor Day, um, just because of the fact that I am going on the Disney cruise the week prior. So we'll see how we get with recording schedule. But sometime in September, you will see that weekly uh, drop from Night Club 33. There you go. All right. So make sure that you're also checking us out on social media as well. Of course, not uh, underscore club 33 uh, for right. uh, on all the platforms. And of course, cynics on Disney uh, for Instagram. Uh, let's see here. Pinterest and TikTok uh, for, for our uh, social media specifically. Also at cynical Disney, if you want to see me rant and rave on Twitter or Facebook. Um also, while you're at it, guys, uh, make sure that you drop us a five-star review and or a, well, you know, just write a review. Yeah, hell, just communicate with us. We love the feedback, guys. You can do the that more on that you, Apple. Yep. The more that you rate it and review it, the, the wider audience that this gets out to. So we appreciate you guys doing that. In the meantime, thank you guys so much for listening. We tr- truly and genuinely appreciate it. And we are, of course, wishing you a magical, magical fucking day. Thank you.